You're listening to the Chelsea Zerna podcast, a podcast that inspires conscious leaders to live meaningful lives and to get in touch with the deepest parts of the human experience. My name's Chelsea Zerna, and I'm a woman's empowerment coach with the mission of rewilding the feminine back into society. Each week, I have a conscious conversation with best-selling authors, inspiring leaders, and spiritual lightworkers who aren't afraid to step into the unknown and explore the greatest truths of life. Thanks for listening. I remember about this time last year, you and I were at a social in Atlanta and the world was like normal. <laughs> now, yeah. Every year in. Yeah, we have a, a photo of us at this Zook event. That's where I first saw you and you danced. You have very similar body movement to me. So I was like, whoa, I just knew I needed to meet you. Yes. I was like, who is this kindred spirit with this wild hair like mine? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And she's so in her feminine flow. I love her already. Yes. That's exactly (laughs) how I felt. I was like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Well, you are missed here in Atlanta, but I hope to venture to Tulum before, before too long. Is that where you're putting down roots or is that just where you are for now? Well, um, I mean, definitely where I am for now. I don't know what's going to happen, but it it feels like with the lockdowns and the restrictions still happening, I want to just feel free and I feel free in Tulum. So this is where I'm definitely going to stay until things shift other places. Yeah. And what brought you to Tulum? I remember you and I met a year ago and we were loosely acquainted I think we really saw each other only at that one event because after that things sort of ground to a halt but (laughs) I kept in touch with you on social media and then one day you were in Mexico it's like oh that looks amazing but how (laughs) yeah this is actually interesting so there was this guy that I was um, very much interested in that I felt like I just had my heart broken and um so i remember we were kind of communicating like a lot from like march april may june and then in june i was like i'm done with this like i'm done i even want to get out of atlanta i'm stuck in the four walls of my house like i feel like all of his energy is here like i just want to be free and And I was, I was also like stuck in the four walls of my body and I just felt really trapped. And then, um, it started to get hot. So I was like in our pool and I see these people dancing, uh, they were like, come join us. And I'm like, okay, I'll come join you guys. And we like became really quick friends and they were like, we work for Delta. We're going to Tulum this weekend. It's the only place in the world that's open. Come with us. And I'm like, Tulum and up until this week like this whole week uh, I was like with my business partner and we were like where do we want to host our next retreat we know we want to do it in December we were looking at Costa Rica we were looking at Hawaii and then all of a sudden Tulum came up and so when they said do you want to come to Tulum I was like that's it you just confirmed it so I didn't even decide Tulum I didn't know anything about Tulum I just like, I was picturing something totally different than what it is. I had no idea. And so, yeah, I just like hopped on a plane and I was only going to stay here for three weeks. And then um, I never left. I just got really, really lucky with 
we didn't even have a place booked because we didn't know if we were going to be able to get in the country. We didn't know if we were going to be able to get on the plane. And then when we got here, this guy at the airport was like, well, I own this hotel in Tulum. I'm right on the beach. If you want to stay there, you can. Um, we don't have any guests. And I was like, amazing. And then he's like, stay as long as you want. So we ended up staying for like three months. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. And I know that you were recently back, but I assume just to tie up loose ends and then you were back. You're obviously back in Mexico now. Yeah. 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 I just, I just, um, I went back to Atlanta to uh, rent out my apartment to a friend and then just came back here. The visas last about six months. So it was like the exact time that I needed to renew my visa. So I just like went home, did everything I needed to do, checked my mail. Um, and then, yeah, now I'm back here. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. So I want to talk to you. It, this whole journey is connected, obviously. All the threads sort of weave together. But you had a pretty significant personal journey, it seems, in the past year especially. Yeah. And it is my understanding that the root of all that you've experienced has really come down to self-love and self-acceptance and really self-partnership before partnership with anyone else, which is something that I don't think you can have healthy partnership without. And it's something that I learned myself through my sordid <laughs> relational past, but really culminated with the dissolution of my marriage and my divorce. And it's been life-changing. And when I saw the journey that you were on, I found it so inspiring because it's always I don't know about you, but it's always so validating to me to see another on a journey that I've, I've shared or I am sharing yeah. in my own way. I want to hear about yours. Mm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing a little bit of your story too and going into that because I think that this is a topic I'm super passionate about and I think a huge part of it is vulnerability. So that's amazing for you to even share all of that. And yeah, so for me, um, self-love has always been like a really big part of my life, but self-acceptance was like an extra step and an extra layer. And I think the word self-love is just so encompassing. And I don't even, I think it's so, I think it's healthy to break the word down um, into different components. Because I used to say, I love myself, of course I love myself. But when I really got into what it means to love myself and like all the different ways that I could love myself, I realized there was a lot of gaps and I wasn't really fully, fully loving myself. And there was always this constant external validation that I was seeking and it's still a part of me. Um, but I feel like moving here and being so, I focused on it for a long time and I feel more whole than I ever have. Although I know that it's an everyday journey of choosing yourself, but I would say a couple of years ago, I discovered ecstatic dance and that was kind of my like introduction to self-acceptance. And I feel like when I dance, I, I used to fear dancing in front of people. And I used to fear 
Like, especially if I didn't have a friend to dance with, I would never go out onto a dance floor by myself and just start dancing alone. Like that just felt so uncomfortable to me. But when I found ecstatic dance, it was like this girl, she took my hands and she like walked me out onto the dance floor. And I asked, like the reason she did that, I asked her like, what does it mean to you to be in your full divine feminine essence? And she takes my hands and she walks me onto the dance floor and she closes her eyes and she just starts moving her body. And so I did the same thing and I started moving her body and my eyes were closed for like a full like minute or two. And when I opened my eyes, I was just fully in my joy and so happy. And I look around and like the dance floor was empty before and the whole thing was filled. Everybody was dancing. And she was like, this is what it means to be in your divine feminine essence. It's like being fully in your joy, being so present with who you are and not caring what anybody else thinks. And from that place, you magnetically attract and receive what you need right to you. And I was like, oh my God. And originally I was getting into ecstatic dance to access more of my divine feminine which the divine feminine is actually the key to unconditional love. Mm -hmm. um, but I, throughout the whole journey, ended up really stepping into self-acceptance because then I learned really what it meant to just go out and express myself and look weird and look wild and do whatever I could do with my body and not care what anybody else thinks. And um, it ended up becoming like a healing methodology for me. Like anytime I wasn't really like myself or feeling down I would literally go out in front of people and just start dancing until I felt good with myself and until I was like I don't give a shit what anyone else thinks and I just kept dancing and dancing and then I was like all right I feel good now until I started accepting myself so yeah that was kind of my journey um my initial journey into self-acceptance but then like when I moved to Tulum something happened and I don't even know if I can put it into words, but it was like, I moved here and I moved here with my best friend, Megan. And we were both kind of on an, an unconditional love journey, like a self-acceptance, self-love journey. And I remember right before we moved here, we both had this like huge realization about how I was healing the divine masculine in her and she was healing the divine feminine in me. And we were just like, oh my gosh. And then it started to develop more and more about healing our inner divine feminine and masculine. And that was kind of the journey into self-love. And so when we moved here, we both moved into this like cabana on the beach together. And we dove into self-love and I saw her fully stepping into her heart. And just like for her, it was just like trusting, like, trusting the desires of her heart and being fully in her joy at all times and for me it was still this journey of like self-acceptance and worthiness and just like not needing to do so much and just allow myself to be and like throughout this whole journey that I've been here I, I slowly just like started letting anything that I was carrying into the ocean like before I moved to Tulum, I would get triggered by something and go into these like crazy, like, like wild, like anger spells and be like, ah, like, I can't believe this. And I would just get so triggered and like my fire would come out and it would take me a second to like really come back into myself. But like anytime that happened, I would just go straight into the ocean. And before I knew it, I was like transmuted my emotions so quickly that they, they didn't happen anymore. And I wasn't getting triggered by as much. 
And I don't know what it was, but the ocean. And then I stepped into this place of total surrender and trust with the universe. Cause like anything that I want, they call this the land of manifestation. Like it was just, I just kept seeing it happen. And then it was like, if something didn't happen the way I thought, I got to this place where I was like, but it always does. So it can't be the end of this story. Like there's something else here that I'm not seeing yet. I just have to wait a second. And without a doubt, it always happened. And so I started gaining this trust with the universe. And it, I started not getting upset because I was like, yeah, but it, it's never, it's never bad. There's something here. And I was just had to wait a little bit. So I just started transmuting this energy quicker. And I started gaining this trust with the universe of like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And then slowly I started doing that in my relationships. And then before I knew it, it was just like this, this whole journey of really stepping into self-love and being more connected to my heart than ever and being able to express my desires and trust my desires and like fully own that. And I'll kind of let you jump in, but there's, there's a, I'll tell you the, <laughs> what happened recently. Cause it was something really major that happened recently. I can't wait to get into what happened recently. I know details, but I'll just tease it for now. Yeah, I do. First of all, thank you so much for sharing that. I know that it's a really revealing thing to talk about such a personal journey and the stumbling blocks that you hit and the ways that you, you know, show up and then it shifts and I see so many parallels between what you described as your experience, certainly with dance as it being a healing modality in a way to really heal not only your inner sacred feminine, but also the relationship to the divine masculine, letting yourself be held and letting yourself surrender fully, but also um, pretty much everything else you said after about, oh, what was it? Now I can't remember. You said something toward the beginning of what you shared about either patterns or things that like around the triggers and like releasing maybe it may have been triggers I was just really focused on listening and attuning to what you say I don't take notes when I do these because I'm <laughs> totally. totally present and now I can't remember exactly what it was but what were some of the things that you noticed before back when you thought that you loved yourself and then when you started to realize oh wait a minute there are all these components that aren't fully aligned with with what I know self-love to be now what were some of those that you recognized in yourself yeah you know it's so funny because I think when you it's a really good measure when you like you know how when you go home to your family Um, after not seeing them for a while and you just notice like total shifts like oh like you know you gained weight or you lost weight or like you you know like you are so different now something changed I feel like I kind of like I see my family like once every six months and I kind of like use these like markers as like like ways for me to like assess my growth in a way and when I came home in January I, it was the first time that I'd been home in six months. So I came home and then I, it hit me and I realized like, oh my God, like I've changed so much. Like I got to be with my family and also like my roommate and a few friends. And it was like, it was like night and day with how I viewed them and how I showed up. 
And especially like with my own family, it was like, I, I was just there showing up in love and like holding space for any triggers or any like negativity or anything that came up with them. It was just this different way of processing of just like, Hey, like I'm here for you. And I feel where, you know, you might not have, you might not be totally in your self-love and you might have wounding that's coming up. And instead of me taking it personally, I'm just like acknowledging you for being on the journey. And like, you know, it, it was just a different mentality. And same with some of my friends. I just noticed like in the past, I used to really resonate with and be that person that would just like, if they'd say something and complain, I'd be like, yeah, like I totally am here for you. And this time I was just like, whoa, I recognize that I don't do that anymore. And I used to do that. And it was almost this place of like, I've shifted a lot. And I think it's mainly around how I trust the world. I don't know why, but that's like the biggest thing for me. Like in Tulum, I really feel like if it doesn't work out in my favor, it's not the end. Like there's something else there. Mm -hmm. Like it literally always works out. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. I just noticed when I went back to Atlanta, like in a few of my relationships, there was a lot of like anxiety and a lot of worry. And there was like, I don't know what's going to happen. La 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 la. And I'm like, we'll just take a breath and trust. Like, you know, it's going to work out. And like, there were a few incidences where I just saw how deep the anxiety and the spiral and the fear can get. And I noticed that I used to do that. And I used to create this like energy of fear and anxiety around me because I wasn't trusting and, and it also like pushes what I want away. So it actually makes love harder. And love is the most magnetic frequency on the planet. So when you're emanating love and you're really in your heart, you attract things that you want to really quickly. And so it's also a cycle. Like when you're not trusting the universe, you're creating this wall of anxiety and fear and pushing love away, which means you're actually pushing what you want away. So I just like noticed how easily it is to get in both spirals, like spirals of manifestation and then spirals of pushing what you want away out of fear and lack of trust. So that was like the biggest thing that I noticed for me and the shift that I made was actually like that marker of like being home and being like, whoa, this is different. I've changed a lot. I don't even see the world through the same filter anymore. That's a beautiful benchmark to have for yourself because so often it feels like we do the same things just differently. We grow in spirals, right? So we might go through a similar experience, but it's it's on a different plane than last time we went through it. Yeah. And you're right that when you look back on where you started from or you experience something that used to be familiar and your way of showing up and it shifts, what an empowering feeling that must be in just in just six months. Yeah. And it was both empowering and also like compassionate. And I felt this deep sense of, I think in the past, there was this other layer of me judging other people for not being in places that I thought that they should be or whatever you want to call it. And this time it wasn't like, no one has to be anywhere. It's just like, Hey, I'm here for you. We're all walking down this journey of self-love and like nobody has it perfect. And there's so many layers to it. Like I'm sure next year I'll be like, Oh my God, oh hang on the the audience i think that was a layer of like compassion can you repeat what you just said is that better 
Yes. The audio is back now. You just said something about how in six months you'll be. Yeah. Like in, in, in six months or a year, I'll probably have a totally different level of self-love and I'll look back and be like, Oh my God, back then I really thought I loved myself, but now it's even deeper. And yeah, I feel like with self-love comes compassion and with love in general comes compassion. And there's a layer of just, I'm so walking this with you and I'm not here to judge you. And I'm like, I get it. I know how that is. I've lived it. Now I'm just here to like help other people really see what the difference is, like how to actually step into that. And that's not like my mission in the world, my like greatest passion, but it's, I just experienced it and now I want to share it. I feel it and I'm in it. And that's when I'm the most passionate about it. <laughs> Definitely. What you said about fear and love, someone once told me that the opposite of love isn't hate, it's actually fear. Mm -hmm. And it took, at first, I didn't really fully grasp it, but it's so true because love is magnetic and fear is judgment and sometimes condemnation or it's, it's lack of trust really, whereas love is full trust and full surrender. And I found that the more I love and trust myself, the more I draw to me, which it sounds like is your experience also. And I think it's beautiful what you shared about how if something doesn't go the way you want it to, rather than seeing it as something that didn't go the way you wanted to, you recognize that it's just not, maybe it's not the right time or it's not what is in your highest good, that it's not the end yeah. of the, the unraveling. And the thing I, is... Yeah. And with that, it's like the cycles get shorter too, the more that you subscribe to it. So fast. I feel like in the past six months, I, my healers, like I haven't seen anybody really <laughs> do this like quickly, but once you get in the pattern of it, it's just, it's so yeah. natural to recognize, oh, I am coming at this from fear. I'm going to shift back into flow and into love. And it's, I totally. reflecting on witnessing you and all of us were unraveling. I know I sure as hell was unraveling a year ago. And to see your journey and how far you've come in a year, just as a bystander and witnessing that is so beautiful and so inspiring. Oh, and I just thank want to you. With you how incredibly radiant you are in this state. You're amazing. Thank <laughs> you. I received that fully. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for sharing that. Can you tell us please now about what happened, all the magic that happened recently. I just got, yeah. Like, the first time I read that story, I was like, what? I was like, I have to see the next one. I was like, wow. <laughs> so tell, oh us, tell us, tell us what, tell us what happened. Tell us what it means. And then tell us how everything conspired yes. for it to come to fruition. Yeah. So, um, that same guy that drove me here to Tulum <laughs> um, came to visit. And it was the first time that I really like communicated with him really um, since July, since I moved here. And so it was kind of a big deal. And I was just so excited about it. <sighs> but then a lot of things happened and it was just like all of my triggers were being brought up and I was doing like the deepest shadow work of my life 
And I was like, what is going on? Like, I really thought that I handled all of this. And all of these things kept coming up and coming up. And so I sat down in the week and I just wrote myself vows of love. I'm going to write some vows to myself. I'm going to commit to love in this way, in this way, in this way. And I wrote 12 vows. And I was sitting next to this relationship coach who's been working with me on a few things. And um, she said, why don't you call them intentions instead of vows so that you're never feeling like they're not uh, changeable. And so you're not stressing about, you know, committing to these things and just allow yourself to be in that feminine frequency. And she just gave me some suggestions. So I edited them and I just, they were amazing. They were perfect by the end. And I'm like, this is it. I feel so good. Like I'm committing to these to myself. And so there was a, a day where we hung out and afterwards he was like, you know, I want to make you dinner. And, and we had like the best day ever. It was amazing. And at the end of the day, he was like, I want to make you dinner. Let's watch a movie. And then all of a sudden something shifted and he's like, actually, I think I need some space. And I'm like, what? And in my head, I was kind of disappointed. And then I'm like, wait, there's never that there has to be something better for me tonight. If this was the perfect day and it's this or something better, like there's something happening I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> so I like leave and I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to go to the beach. I need to go to the beach. So I go to the beach and I have dinner with my friend. We, we, we go to this place called a how, and it's actually the, the place in Tulum with you. I've been to Tulum that has that big heart statue and so we go to the heart statue and we're just like singing on the beach and we're looking at the stars. I'm telling her about my day and she's telling me about her day. And we just sing this song like, look at the stars, look how they shine for you. That yellow song by Coldplay. And then she's like, I'm really hungry. And I'm like, awesome, let's go to a restaurant. So walking down the street and all of a sudden this taxi zooms by us and we jump out of the way and into this restaurant and we're like, oh my God, he almost hit us. What the heck? And then I look and I'm like, wait, we're supposed to be here. And then this huge gust of wind just pushes us into the doors. We're like, whoa, this place is amazing. Everything is red. There's the most comfortable chairs. And I love comfortable chairs. And the tables are really low. And I'm like, this place is pretty cool. And this man walks over and he's just like, let me guide you to your table. And he sits us down. He makes sure we're super comfortable. He's like, is there anything you ladies need? How's the music? We're like, it's great. He's like, do you guys mind if I change it? There's a song I want to play. We're like, what? He's like, well, my boss is obsessed with the song Yellow by Coldplay. Do you guys mind if I play some Coldplay? We're like, what? We're like, we knew it. Like, we're supposed to be here. Like, we're about to go into a full, like, ceremony. And so I look at the menu, and the restaurant's called Shiva, which is the divine masculine. And I'm like, this place is called Shiva? What? wild and then all of a sudden like Ashley and I are in a conversation and he just like sets the speaker at our table because we start yelling the song and we're just like singing along and he's like wow these ladies really love it so he moves the speaker right over to us it's so funny and so we order food we have this amazing time we're just 
loving it. And the music is literally our love language, guiding the entire experience. This is wild. And the next song that comes on is Paradise. And I realized, oh, I said if I was going to leave my friend's house to come here, that guy, it was going to have to be better than the experience that was there. And I'm like, this is better. Like, this is it. And I was just like, wow. And the song Paradise is on. And I'm like, this could be para, para. But we start singing the song. And it was just so beautiful. The entire thing was just like really divinely orchestrated. We have dinner. We're like, I have the entire thing recorded on voice notes. Because earlier someone asked me to voice memo something. And I, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to voice memo. And something just told me I needed to voice memo the entire experience. So I have this whole thing recorded in a voice memo. And, 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 and finally, this song comes on and the waiter comes over. He goes, just so you know, this song is called God's Plan. And the, 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 the clock strikes midnight and it's, it's 2.22, February 22nd, the day of the divine feminine. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then all of a sudden this song is just like blasting. And I just burst into tears. And then the song that, the next song is Mary, Mary. <laughs> you know oh. that song that's like today and every day. It was just like this beautiful oh, song. Yes. Oh. And I just like realized, oh my God. There were so many things that led up to this moment that I was like, oh my God, this is my wedding. And I started crying. And there were a few other things that happened to get me to this place. And I was, I really feel like this is my wedding. And I started bawling and I literally cried like it was my actual wedding day. And I just started bursting into tears. And then I started slow dancing with my, and I'm at a restaurant and there's people everywhere. And I just started dancing with myself. And then all of a sudden I see this tree. And earlier in the week, I, I had a friend guide me through this experience of like how to really connect with trees. And I always felt like a tree is my soul's essence. And so he was like, well, go up against the tree and listen to the tree and hug the tree and like see what the tree's message is for you. And I knew when I was dancing with myself, like I need to do this experience with the tree. Not only that, but I need to kiss the tree. And so I gave it a little kiss. And I, I turn around to my friend and I'm like, I just kissed the tree. And then I'm like, wait a second. If it's my wedding day, I really need to kiss this tree. <laughs> and so I turn around and I make out with the tree. And I'm like, I like I'm like, this is insane, but I'm doing it anyways. <laughs> so I make out with this tree. And I'm like, wow, like, I feel like I'm totally in this, like, this is it. And so, yeah, the rest of the night is just the most beautiful thing ever. And my friend goes, hey, I'm going to pay for the dinner. Do you mind Venmoing me for everything? And I'm like, sure. And she's like, just search your, I have you in my Venmo. And I look and I have this message and it says, your inner child is my muse and your emotions are sacred. Thank you. I love you. And I'm like, wow, like this is so beautiful. This was just a message in my Venmo. And I'm just like, this is literally how I feel right now. Like this is just me and my inner child fully coming into this divine union. And then the waiter comes over. He's actually the owner of the restaurant. And he goes, I have a gift for you. And he brings out this cake and he's like, it's just on the house. And I'm like, this is my wedding cake. <laughs> and I'm like, this is wild. And finally, we're getting ready to leave. And he plays the song. He's like, I have one more song for you, ladies. 
and he plays Wild, Wild, Wild Thoughts by Rihanna. And I'm like, you couldn't have picked a better song because my whole thing is about being wild. And the whole time, every time something really big happened, all the cars in the street would start honking. And I was like, what is going on? When I, when I said yes to myself, all the cars were honking. When I kissed the tree, all the cars were honking. And when we left, all the cars were honking. And everyone in the street started singing wild, wild, wild thoughts. And I'm like, I literally could not have orchestrated this. Like, this was not me. I didn't plan this. This just happened. And it was the most incredible thing. And then the last piece of this was my grandma. Earlier in the week, my grandma passed away a couple of years ago. And earlier in the week, that relationship coach that I told you about, she started talking about World War II and it brought up my grandparents. And I was like, yeah, my grandparents were in Estonia during World War II and they had this whole experience on how they got to America. And, and then later this thing came up about World War II again and it brought up my grandma. And I'm like, I'm supposed to connect to my ancestors this week. And I felt there was this dog, this sounds so wild, but there was this dog that was there. And every time I was supposed to pay attention to something, the dog would bark, almost like it was like a cue, like Pavlov's dog. There was like a cue and then a response. Wow, this is so interesting. And so I felt my, my grandma there in the spirit of the dog. And when I married myself, the dog jumped up on me and just like so excited. And I was like, I feel like this is my grandma. And my grandma is the one person that I really want at my, my marriage when I get married, married. And I just felt like she was there. There's, I could never describe it in words. And when I told my brother this, he's like, you know, that grandma died two years ago. Like, are you okay? And I'm like, there's, there's no words for me to say, except I felt this and this was my experience. And that's just how I felt. And she was there and it was so powerful. And then the, 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 the waiter, he goes, yeah, we've been around for seven years. And that's how long my parents dated before they got married. And I was like, this is wild. And I felt this total beautiful union with my inner feminine and my masculine in Shiva restaurant on 222. And, and then the rest of the week, I just had all these influencers reaching out to me, wanting me to be brand ambassadors for jewelry. And I kept getting people, I kept saying, I need a ring now. And all these people were reaching out to me, like giving me jewelry. And I still haven't found my actual ring, but I know that it's coming and I'll know it when it's actually the ring that I'm supposed to wear to, symbolize the sacred union and on the full moon I had my honeymoon party <laughs> and I just had this whole experience static dance I did I swam in the ocean I just had the most joyful experience ever and I'm like this is all it's so guided I could not have planned any of this and Pisces is the unconditional love and so the the Virgo full moon in Pisces season is is this breakthrough into unconditional love where logic meets spirit it was so meant to be it was wild I love the synchronicity and that's my dog she does <laughs> of and, course. and I love how you talk about just you were so fully with it as it was unfolding and I think that's so beautiful did you plan you wrote these intentions to yourself did you plan to have any sort of ritual or ceremony to, no. to consecrate your sacred vows to yourself? It was just sort of bestowed upon you. 
Yeah. And this song came on that made me remember that I wrote my vows. And I was like, oh my gosh, I wrote my vows this week. And then I realized it just kept getting more and more and more intense. And I was like, whoa, 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 this is so cool. Yeah, I didn't even connect the dots until halfway through. (laughs) So having had this incredible divinely orchestrated experience that sounds like the culmination of all that you've been working on and facing and confronting over the past uh, lifetime, I would venture to guess. Now being on the other side of it, what has shifted in you as a result of receiving that and allowing yourself to receive that? The, I, uh, I have something very clear. The, the biggest thing is being able to hold space when other people are triggered. And that is the biggest thing for me. Like I had a, a, a friend or this, this person, this guy, um, he, he got really triggered over something after this experience. And I was able to just be there showing up in full unconditional love and hold space and just sending so much love to him and being like, you're so worthy. I know exactly where you are right now. Like, I feel you like I'm, I'm so there and I'm just holding space for you to process this and come back into your heart back into love. I feel like it's this journey of how quickly can you get triggered and like come back into your heart, like reconnect with love. And at least for me, because that was my journey, I feel like that's where I recognize it the most. And yeah, it's just such a, an indicator for where I'm at and also where I can contribute to other people now. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I love stories like that. And I love your story because I've, I've watched it all unfold and I appreciate you sharing it so openly and vulnerably. And it's been a gift to receive it from you in, in this format, in addition to the way you shared it with the world. For listeners who'd like to learn more about you and the work you do and follow your adventures in Tulum and beyond, where can they find you? Yeah, they can go to my Instagram at Chelsea Zerna or my website, chelseazerna.com. Um, or you can go to wildlywoven.com. And I'm going to be hosting, and I am hosting, weekend retreats once a month. And these retreats are about the divine feminine and the divine masculine coming into harmony and divine union. So wildly woven, tantra means to weave. And so you're weaving the divine feminine and the masculine into divine union. And so these journeys are about stepping into total self-love and unconditional love. And I would be happy to support anybody in their journey of self-love. If you're in Tulum, definitely reach out to me. And if you are not in Tulum, I have this festival called Chrysalis and we are going to have a, we've been having a festival. The next one's going to be April 28th weekend uh, or April 30th weekend. And it's basically a full festival with 50 speakers. And this next festival is about becoming your, coming into the right relationship with everything in your life. And so that means self, that means others, that means with money, with your business, And we'll have a mastermind called Metamorphosis, which is about stepping into your inner king and queen. And really, yeah. And that's all virtual, right? So people all that's virtual anywhere in the world. Yes, exactly. We have like over 40 or 50 countries that attend. Amazing. Yes. 
Thank you so much for being here. It's such a pleasure to see you again. And I can't wait until I can safely see you in person again and dance and have rich, wonderful conversations face-to-face. It's been lovely connecting with you this way though. Likewise, sister. Thank you so much for even asking to do this. Like this is so special for me to share. This is the first time that I've even shared all of this. It's so fresh and yeah i really appreciate you and i'm excited to drop in with you further hopefully in person soon oh i can't wait for the day thank you for joining yes thank you